0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey.
0: According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpuffs? It's over! The Bullpuffs have knocked
2: out Bishop V.A.'s! And, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpuffs stand atop the state of Kansas!
0: Everything happening in the sports world. <laughs> Touchdown! God, and even some things not happening in the
1: sports world. So you're more of a traditional hark, Christmas hark music player. the there. herald
3: angels sing, I like
1: that. Hark the
3: herald angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, At MidKansasOnline.com, I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man of McPherson, the Canary today, Big Bird with his (laughs) yellow sweater on, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, what a weekend of NFL football. I I run a pick'em league where we go off of the point spread, Mm -hmm. and this is about the first week that I can remember where almost every single team that was a favorite Did not cover. I am not surprised. It was a weekend full of teams that were big-time favorites, not covering point spreads, and the bottom three or four teams in the NFL all having a lot of success. We have a lot of things to dive into today, Steve, talking about high school basketball from Friday night. The Kansas Jayhawks are now the number one team in college basketball. We could talk about Billy Hamilton to the Royals. But let's just go ahead and start off with what was the most important storyline over the weekend. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs and their comeback to beat Baltimore at home and based off of what happened throughout the league this weekend was probably the most important game for them to win and the most important game for them to not slip up in. I've kind of been waiting all year. For something bad to happen. You and I get that way a little bit. That we've been thinking at some point... This roller coaster of excitement is going to fall off. The Kareem Hunt incident didn't help me in thinking this. I mean, I've been more optimistic than most... When it comes to everything that's been happening this year. But deep down... I thought things were going to start crumbling here pretty soon. Whether it was the Kareem Hunt incident... Whether it was Tyreek Hill getting banged up a little bit early in the game yesterday. Whether it was the Ravens taking a punt back to the 13-yard line. Scoring on fourth down with a passing touchdown from Lamar Jackson. And I was starting to see it. I could I could see into the future. And see Chiefs lose this game. Chiefs lose to the Chargers on Thursday night football. They go to Seattle and lose. And then they've got to beat the Raiders at home in Week 17. To even make the playoffs and earn a spot in the wild card. But then, I was reaffirmed. I had a a come to Jesus moment. There you go. A come to Mahomes moment. It's second down, they run a bad play. Third down, they don't get a first down. Fourth down and nine. With about, what, two and a half minutes to go. I think it was under the two minute warning, actually. I think it was, yeah, it was. Mahomes rolls out. Nowhere to throw the football. Alex Smith would have thrown that ball out of bounds. And all of a sudden, he uncorks this ball deep over the middle, and Tyreek Hill runs and grabs it and takes it down to the 12. They find a way to score even after getting to fourth down and three. They get the ball back. Justin Houston with a strip sack. They miss a field goal. Uh-oh, here we go again. There's their chance. Lamar Jackson's going to lead him down the field, but they win the coin toss. Of course. Harrison Butker drills one right down the middle. And then the Chiefs catch another break with Lamar Jackson getting hurt. RG3 coming into the game. This Chiefs team is starting to make everybody in the NFL a believer. And from somebody who was not a believer in Patrick Mahomes at first, if he doesn't win NFL MVP, I think they're crazy. I kept thinking that One of those other guys that was close, that maybe Mahomes was going to deserve it, but that Drew Brees would play just well enough to win it in his senior campaign, or that Donald would come up with six or seven more forced fumbles and somehow win it. But this is Patrick Mahomes' MVP, and this is the Chiefs' season to win the AFC, be the number one seed, and make the AFC and the road to the Super Bowl go through Arrowhead Stadium. Yesterday was a wake up to the rest of the NFL. While every other team in the hunt played terrible, besides the Chargers, who barely won, that the Chiefs are the real deal.
3: Well, you just gave a Cliff Notes version of my column for today. Good. So, I didn't even read it yet. Okay. Well, we're on the we're on the same page. This is the most important win of the year. There's no doubt about that. Ravens, are the best seven and six team in the NFL. They're gonna. I think they're gonna win out. They're gonna make the playoffs. I would not want to play him. If Lamar Jackson could throw any at all, they probably would have won that game yesterday. But he's just not he's not there yet. He throws kind of like Vince Young. He's got kind of that sidearm, short arm motion. But this game was about Patrick Mahomes. He took a beating. I mean he took a savage beating. Just kept, you know, getting up, dusting himself off, throwing passes down the field,
1: throwing over without looking. The no
3: look pass was just, that might have won the MVP award for him right there. I mean, that And the po- lineman trying to put his hands up where his eyes were. Right. And then the ball
1: going back, whizzing by his head. And into a small window. I mean, there was such a small window for that pass. And then the pass to Ware down the sideline where he stepped up and the window was there for just a split second. He cocked his arm down and whipped it through that spot and found Ware sprinting on the sideline. The guy can make some unbelievable plays. Yeah. And I knew that he had that potential coming into this year. But I
3: thought he'd make a lot more really bad decisions than what he has. I thought so, and, too. And the pass he got intercepted on, he got his arm hit. Again, he was under siege. I think what did the final stat was something like he got hit 15, 16 times while you know trying to throw. He got knocked down or hurried. And also, big kudos to the defense. I, I had this fear that after the Chiefs kicked the field goal in overtime. And by the way, Harrison Butker's starting to scare some people. Missed two more field goals yesterday. He's missed four extra points in the last six games. But I thought the defense was going to let Baltimore go right down the field, score with about 45 seconds left, take the air out of Arrowhead, and all of a sudden really cause everybody to just tense up. Now the Chiefs can go into their game Thursday with the Chargers a little more relaxed. They know they're in the playoffs, and they also know with a win – Against the Chargers, I believe, when all the tiebreakers are, tie are taken into consideration, the Chiefs probably will clinch. They will not clinch the number one seed. Because New England would still have
1: two losses. They would clinch the West. Right. They would clinch either a one or a two seed. They would Where they would yeah. get a home they buy. Would get They
3: would get a buy the uh, first buy, week. Buy the first and week at this time of game. year, that is really important to have that week off to... You know, for guys like Justin Houston, D. Ford, to kind of recharge their batteries, especially now that they're going to have a short week this week. I'm glad that game's in Kansas City Thursday because if they had to go to L.A., I think they lose. But I, 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 just, I just think that that Thursday game so much favors the team that's home, and especially L.A. has to go halfway across the country. I just think it's all set up for the Chiefs to close this thing out for as far as the AFC West, and then maybe – Maybe Pittsburgh can actually put a game together, beat the Patriots. I mean, look how they lost yesterday. Uh, you know the Miami miracle, and uh, who knows what their mind frame is. Gronk in the game. Why didn't they have? If they're going to have somebody in there, why wouldn't Cordell, Cordero Patterson, in there instead of Gronk? I think Tom Brady would have almost done a better job than Gronk did. Well, Gronk's broken down. He's he, if I will be stunned if Gronkowski plays next year. I think he's going to retire. I think his body's telling him that. He just can't do it anymore. He's taking a beating. He can barely walk. Do you think the debate for the
1: best-receiving tight end in the NFL is about to come to a close? That Gronk has had this edge over Travis Kelsey in the national right. media for the last five years, when really Kelsey's numbers have been better.
3: Yeah, and I and, and I think every, anybody that just does the eyeball test can see that Gronk's, Gronk's hurt all the time. He's done. I mean, he's done. And, and he's a warrior for being out there. But he's done. I mean, his body's... He's got the body of me. You know, I'm 61. Yeah, you year- guys are very similar yeah, looking. Yeah, I'm 61 years old. My body's just broken down. Should be playing the white tees. I mean, I don't know why I'm playing the blue tees with my body being all beat up, but that's, I digress. Here's the other thing with this Chiefs team this year, Steve. They have had a couple
1: of moments where they didn't look 100% mortal. They've had a couple of moments whether it is the defensive effort against the Patriots or the Rams, maybe the game where they didn't play very well against the Jags on offense and still scored 30 points. But look at what this team continues to do every single week in terms of offense and being consistent, and look at what everybody else that's in the hunt and these really good teams in the NFL continue to struggle to do, and that is be consistent. The Patriots, who many believe to be still the best team in the AFC, they're 9-4. and four. And they played horrible yesterday against the Dolphins, even though they probably should have won. Yeah. They did not play well. The Houston Texans, who were on one heck of a run, they did not play well yesterday. At home. They got beat at home. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they lost yesterday to the Raiders. Yeah. To the Raiders. The Raiders. I know. They're terrible. I know. They lost and did not look good. I know. The Chargers are the only other team that has really been consistent enough. They, uh, they haven't been as consistent as the Chiefs have been because the Chargers have had to squeak some games out. And they don't have Melvin Gordon right now. They're the only team that really comes close in my mind to consistency. Then look at the NFC. The Saints, yeah, they've got this high-powered offense. But they've been held in check a few times. Even, two, even against the Bucks. The they last not two weeks,
3: and that's why I say, you know, Drew Brees' MVP, you know, run is really taking a hit because Patrick Mahomes hasn't had one of those games where he throws for a hundred and forty yards and no touchdowns. Drew Brees, two weeks in a row, has not been good. The Rams, my God, they were horrible yesterday. Their offense they scored what, six points? Six points. Yeah. Well, we, you can see you got to get the Rams in cold weather. And Todd Gurley, he was in witness protection yesterday. Where was he? Give him the ball. I know he he's had, my fantasy running back. I your, needed him. Yeah, he was in the your playoff. Yeah, but I didn't understand. You know, in the cold weather, don't you think you got to be able to run the football? And you have the best running back in the NFL, and you don't hand the ball to him. Look at every other division leader, the
1: Rams. Although their offense has been great at times, and their defense has been great at times, they're not consistent. The Saints, they've had some inconsistency problems, too. The Bears, are you worried about their offense? No. no. Defensively, yeah, you're a little worried. The Cowboys, you don't know what you're going to get out of them, even though they've played well recently. The Texans, like we said, they have a good offense, but it's not always there. The Steelers, that team's about to fall apart. Oh, that, Big Ben so is just broken. There's
3: so much discord in Pittsburgh right now. A lot of finger pointing going on. And then there. New England, where you have an old
1: quarterback who is making things work, but it's a team that doesn't look the same as they have before. But I still think they're the most
3: dangerous team in the AFC.
1: But the Chiefs have been so consistent all year long, and it's a lot of factors. Every game has been schemed perfectly. Andy Reid has had one heck of a year. He has a quarterback that can put the ball anywhere on the field. He has the best receiving tight end in football. He has the best deep threat in football. He had had the best running back out of the backfield and on the ground and being able to make plays. And did you hear anyone ever mention Kareem Hunt yesterday? Not much.
3: Not much at Jim all.
1: Nance and Tony Romo said something about him at the very but, beginning, but, the but Chiefs, not much.
3: The Chiefs have moved past Spencer Ware. Really, He had a nice, great game.
1: Yeah, nice game. So now the Chargers come in with a chance for the Chiefs to clinch everything up and really be able to be in control. Are you afraid of Phillip Rivers and his nine-game losing streak against the Chiefs?
3: Are you afraid of that guy? Yes. Why? I know you're not. I don't know. It's called the they are due theory. They are due? I'm a big believer in the they are due theory. I think the Chargers are due. A lot's going to depend on what the temperature is at game time. The Chargers and Phillip Rivers haven't had a win against the
1: Chiefs starting quarterback against Alex Smith or Patrick Mahomes since before Alex Smith was there. Because remember, they beat Chase Daniel once. They haven't beat them. Since, I believe, 2012. I'm not afraid of Phillip Rivers. I know that they play every game close. They do play a lot of close games. But I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Chiefs. I don't think they'll be able to stop this offense. You don't think Joey Bosa can do it? He's a fraud. A fraud? An Ohio State fraud. Ooh.
3: Better... Hey, don't... Is Manti Tao it... still on that team? No, I don't think so. Don't be saying that guy. Don't be saying bad things about Ohio State. I got chewed out for saying bad things about Ohio State. I the know other the, day.
1: Ma- the mayor's going to yell at oh, me. Oh, there's a
3: lot of we, there's more Ohio State people in this town than you realize. I didn't realize there were so many Ohio Freaks State Freaks me out. I, I don't understand it. I'm not afraid of Philip Rivers. I'm not. And I think he's going to come into
1: Arrowhead. And do you remember that, that video that they had of him on Monday night football? I think it was the Halloween game. When the Chargers came in and the Chiefs wore their all red uniforms. Love those. And, River, and Rivers played terrible. And they had the film of him on the sideline with his helmet off. And he goes, Worst day ever. Will this, will this be one of those all red nights for the Chiefs? It's Thursday. I hope it is. It's, color rush it.
3: They always color rush it on Thursday night.
1: I want this to be Worst Day Ever, Part 50 for Phillip Rivers against well, the Chiefs. He's
3: playing awful well. That's all I know. And, and get, remember, he's going up against Steven Nelson and Orlando Skandrick who actually got a free pass. Yeah, but
1: they're going up against Patrick Mahomes. They, they
3: got a free pass yesterday because Lamar Jackson's just in in a throw. App. He's, he's in app throwing the ball. All right, Steve,
1: let's take a break. When we come back, I want to listen to some of the exciting audio from Mitch Holtis. We didn't get to do it last week on our Mondays with Mitch because of, well, some other incidents that happened with the Chiefs, and we were just so busy. I want to hear some of that audio, and then we'll dive into some of the other things that are happening in our sports world. We'll do that next you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, I guess on a victory Monday after the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Ravens in overtime. Last Monday, Steve, we didn't get to hear from Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs from the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. We had too much stuff to get to. We had to deal with Kareem Hunt and all of his mishaps and everything involved with that. So we didn't get to listen to some audio from another exciting win. But I figured today we could listen to some audio from from Mitch and, and the big win yesterday for the Chiefs. Let's start it off with their first touchdown of the game. Patrick Mahomes passing touchdown to... One of the Williams. I didn't write down which one it was early
2: on. 3.07 left first quarter. Mahomes under center. Damian Williams tries to right side. Slams into the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City. And the Chiefs strike first, tasting the sweet nectar of the end zone as Damian Williams gets his first touchdown as a Chief.
1: Damian Williams. There you go. What's the other one? Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, Damian, and then Spencer Ware in the backfield. Second audio. Talking about that throw we were talking about, the Patrick Mahomes throw to Spencer Ware, you will enjoy the reference that Mitch makes here when talking about the throw.
2: Mahomes steps up into the pocket, now fires it late, he's got Spencer Ware on the sideline, 40, 35, up the side and popped out of bounds at the Raven 24. Patrick Mahomes stepped up in the pocket and fired it sidearm, maybe submarine like Dan Quisenberry. And it's a gain of 31 yards on a terrific throw by Patrick Mahomes.
3: Danny Q. Yeah, and and Mitch didn't realize that he'd thrown a no-look pass probably until he saw the It ring. wasn't that play that oh, was okay. a no-look pass. Okay.
1: It was another one where it was a crossing route. Okay. Nobody really knew it was a no-look pass until the start of the second half Yeah, when Tony Romo brought
3: it up. By the way. Boy, has he gotten better.
1: Tony Romo does a phenomenal he job. He has
3: gotten so much better. I was really not. You were down on him? I was early. Early in his career when he first started. He's yeah, been. last year. <laughs> he's been great this year. I just think he just. He's way ahead of everything. I
1: think he's very sharp. He's very
3: personable,
1: and I think that's a big key with that. And that You see the camera on him, he's smiling, and some of the things he says and the jokes he makes, I think he's very personable, and him and Jim Dance are a really good combo. All right, third audio from Mitch Holtis. This is the, I believe this is going to be the touchdown to Damian Williams to send the game eventually into overtime.
2: Fourth down and three for the Chiefs at the Raven 5, down by seven, blitz. Mahomes, hot read, right side, goes to Damian Williams, touchdown! Right side, touchdown! Kansas City, the Chiefs within one at 53 seconds to go in regulation. It is the 10th Chief to catch a touchdown pass this year. Damian Williams, second touchdown.
1: Now remember... It's not like the Ravens just got the ball back and took a knee and went to overtime. Yeah. The Chiefs got the ball back, and it was because
2: of Justin Houston. 44 seconds left, almost a false start. Hit from behind! The ball's out! The Chiefs had the ball at the 23-yard line! Justin Houston came in behind Lamar Jackson to pry it out of his hands! It's the eighth fumble by Jackson, just the second lost, and Justin Houston comes up with maybe the play of the year!
1: If they would have made that field goal at the end of regulation, Probably. it might have been the play of the year. Right. But thanks, Harrison Butker. Oof. as he shanked that one wide to the right. And, I,
3: and it looked like, to me, two snaps in a row, the snaps were a little off. Was it just me or did, did you see that? Well, Colquitt just bobbled that. He dropped it at first and then yeah. got it up there in time. But the other one was way inside and, you know, he didn't get it down real quick. Come on, James Winchester. Yeah, you, you kind of forget about the, the snapper and the holder and all that. All right, the final audio we'll listen to from Mitch.
1: This is the final pass of the game from Sir Robert Griffin III. I did not expect to see him in this game. No, no. And it went about like you would imagine. 1.39
2: 1.39 to go, 4th and 22, Chiefs with pressure on Robert Griffin The third. He throws it up for grabs, it's incomplete, knocked away, incomplete. The Ravens want a penalty, they will not get it. And the Chiefs have won in overtime 27 to 24 on an improbable December Arrowhead victory. And the big red coach from Scotland has taken the Chiefs to the playoffs now for the fifth time in six years with an effort he'll be proud of. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs snatch victory from the jaws of defeat to the Ravens. 27-24 Chiefs in overtime.
1: Grab a bucket of guts. (laughs) That's bold right there for Mitch. Yeah, it really is. All right, I wanted to listen to one more piece of audio. And this is not from the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network.
3: Oh, I bet I know what it this is. This is
1: the call from the Miami Miracle. That's what I figured. Have you heard it yet? I have. The Miami version? No. Have you heard the New England version? I i don't know what version I heard. It wasn't the Miami version. It, w- it was probably Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle? So let me figure out where it is. There it is. So this is from the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. On the Miami Miracle, 69 yards, Gronkowski getting burned to the corner. And the pistol rejoicing.
2: New England's got Gronkowski down here. Yeah, Gronkowski standing at about the 15-yard line. He couldn't tackle anybody. Couldn't I he? don't know why he's I, back there. I think, well, I know why. Knock they throw it, it up. They throw it up in the air. He knocked that's it down. A, that's exactly why. Well. Daniel, last shot. Back to throw. They throw it down. They try to pitch it, and they do. To Parker, Parker pitches it. And it's Drake, Drake, 30, 20, that counts, he's got a tackle, no, oh, that's it, no he no got way. it in the no end way. zone, no <laughs> <adult> <laughs> <winner>. unbelievable, <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> me, <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable, <laughs> I don't believe what I just saw, oh.
1: For anybody that ever says that Steve is negative, and thinks that he's a little too pessimistic, That was the most pessimistic sounding beginning (laughs) to a play I've ever heard in my life. Oh snap. Ritano's just going to throw one
3: more. Well, the game's over. The problem was you couldn't really tell what was going on because they were all yelling over the top of each other, (laughs) and you knew something good had happened finally. But you really didn't know what was going on because they were all screaming over the top of each other.
1: Yeah, Tannehill's, I guess, is just gonna throw one. <laughs> well, who cares? They caught it, but mm-hmm. oh well, he's just gonna pitch it. This is stupid.
3: <laughs> oh, <Whoa! laughs> yeah, well, I liked how they said Gronkowski. He couldn't tackle him. Oh, uh, well,
1: the first and guy was like Godkowski or Goskowski, and they're like Gronkowski. <laughs> like you don't know the name of the second best tight end well, in the and NFL. Bill
3: Belichick has just gotten murdered on media, social media, for having Gronk in there. I couldn't figure that out. I couldn't either. Now,
1: if they were at midfield, and they knew but this they ball could, was going up in the air into the end zone, But there zone, was no I way they
3: it. could throw it. They were on the 30. I mean, as far as they're going to throw it's about the 20. I couldn't
1: figure that out. And plus, it's not like teams, when they're at their own 30, they don't throw Hail Marys that land at the 15. Right. Even though that's about the math, they don't do that. They throw it underneath, they lateral. Yeah. I think they would have been better with... Tom Brady on the field.
3: Then Gronkowski, he looked like he's never made a tackle before. Well, I said it earlier today. This will be his last. There is no way he's going to put his body through another year. He is so beat up. 29 years old, but his body's about 89. All right, Steve, let's
1: take one more break. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
1: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we got a couple of things we can hit on before we have to wrap things up here in about five minutes. Bullpup basketball, bummer of a night on Friday night, losing both games to Derby. Bueller and Winfield coming up this week, getting back into league play. Let's see if these teams can find a way to win the last three of this semester. going into the holiday break with the girls sitting at 5-1, boys sitting at 3-3. Three And I think the perception of both these teams will be a little different if that's the way they go into the break.
3: They just got to make shots. Yeah. I mean, you look at the shooting percentages, the boys have gone 44, 44, 27, and the girls are shooting 30% from the field, 26% from three point. I mean, we know that these teams can shoot better and they will. I I just, I have a feeling, you know, people are a little bit panic mode right now, especially on the boys side, girls side. They don't need to be Derby's great team. And, Bulb up still had chances to win that game. But I know on the boys' side, there's a, you know, a little nervousness going on right now. But they get that first W, they'll be fine.
1: The other big news that came down the wire just moments before we went on the air, the Royals. Hey, we haven't heard much from them here in really? the last couple of months. They made a move today as they signed former Reds outfielder Billy Hamilton. Remember Billy Hamilton? Really fast guy. Billy Been wife, terrorizing was your Cardinals for the last few oh, years. Yeah. One year, $5.35 million deal with a million dollars in incentives as well. So signing a lot of speed,
3: well, not much of a bat, no. pretty good glove in center field. The thing is, with all the shifting, especially in the American League, Billy White shoes Hamilton. He can put some bunts down. He'll get 30 bunt hits in a year. I kind of like the move. I, I think the Royals are going back to their roots of being speed and defense, but they don't have the pitching right now. To play. You know, They always say pitching and defense wins games. Well, they don't have the pitching, but they're getting the defense.
1: The other big news that came out about 45 minutes ago, Steve's Kansas Jayhawks up to number one in college basketball. K-State had a really bad loss over the weekend at Tulsa. KU almost had a really bad loss to New Mexico well, State.
3: Let's, KU is not the best team in the country. They're number one. They're not the best team. Anybody that does the eyeball test will tell you Duke is the number one team in the country. Gonzaga's probably two. KU's, you know... Three to ten, but again to ten. Bill Self is telling you right now. He, he, he's I've never seen him so upset after a win as he was. I watched his press conference after the game on Saturday. He was really ticked, and he was not happy. And I think a lot of it stems Legerald Vick doghouse again. Didn't start second game in a row. Said he practiced really bad and going to leave it at that. Looks like Legerald's kind of acting up again. Uh, Grimes still not very good. Dotson played a lot of minutes, a lot of speed, and Diedrich Lawson basically disappeared until it mattered, and then he scores the last 14 of the game. He's pretty good. He's good. Tennessee
1: with a big win over Gonzaga over the weekend. Vols are up to number four, I believe. I don't have the rankings in front of me, mm-hmm. but they jumped Gonzaga.
3: So that means Gonzaga had to go down at least five. because Gonzaga put...
1: might be four then, Then Tennessee's three. Either way, they're three or four. Yeah. Highest ranking for Tennessee since 07-08. Am I crazy, or was that the year that KU went to
3: Tennessee and lost? I don't Do you remember, remember. when that happened? I don't remember. But you did talk about K-State. I watched that game. Ugh. The announcers were all over Dean Wade. Ugh. Dean Wade didn't even look to shoot the basketball. He just, I don't know what, what he finished he in, finish with, two? I think he had four, but he was not very good. Two bad losses well, the went, last two weeks for K-State. Yeah, well, they haven't, won a, they haven't run, won a road game yet. And they've got everybody back, but something just doesn't seem the same as that team they had last year.
1: Remember, the team last year wasn't really all that good throughout the year. They just made a nice run and
3: well, that's found a way
1: to reach the Elite Eight.
3: Well, but the guard, Kamau, Kamau Stokes, I don't know. It's yeah, Kamau. Kamau Stokes and Barry Brown, they boy, they just couldn't throw it in the ocean. Jada came in. He was shooting from, he was shooting it from everywhere. And, again, Dean Wade only played two minutes in the first half. A little surprise that Bruce Weber didn't at least put him back in with about ten minutes ago go in the half, let him sit. He He was out of sorts all night.
1: All right, Steve, tomorrow on the show, we'll talk a little bullpup basketball, taking on Bueller, making the road trip over there. Should be a fun one tomorrow night. Tons of other things to get into, including the Heisman winner, Kyler Murray, and all the bowl games coming up. Ton of stuff to talk about, big week, and a lot of fun coming up this week before we get into the holiday break. And
3: congrats to the uh, wrestlers for getting second in Colby. Really nice job.
1: There you go. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.